the creatives with ai podcast hello welcome to the creatives ai podcast i'm your host david and on today's show we try to answer the question can we even trust anything that we hear it's a valid question i think especially considering the recent controversy that we've had around the Keir starmer recordings in the uk so to help us dig into all manner of audio fakery i spoke with abdullah azuzi founder of AI Voice Detector. And in our conversation, we talk about how synthetic voices can start wars, it might kill social media, and even redefine the concept of death itself. It's a pretty mind-bending exploration of what an AI-powered future might sound like, I have to admit. Anyway, that's enough for me. Let's get started. The Creatives with AI Podcast, the spiritual home of creatives curious about AI and its role in their future. Abdullah, welcome to the podcast. Uh, hello, thanks for having me. Maybe if you just introduce yourself and then we'll go from there. My name is Abdullah, I'm from Morocco. I'm a software engineer graduated from the National School of Applied Science. And uh, I discovered that there is a rise of AI voice and cloned voices. Also the misuse of these technology in the scams and frauds. And that's why I launched AIVoiceDetector.com which is an AI tool that identifies if an audio was generated by an AI voice or by a human voice. The goal is to protect people from the dangers of AI voice, including misinformation and scams. I think I saw you originally on Twitter, or X or whatever it's called these days, and around, I think it was in a discussion around the Cure Starmer audio that came out here in the UK. And for anybody listening who may not know what that is, or if we've got people outside the UK, one of the politicians, the the leading um, labor politician in the UK, a, an audio clip came out of him sort of allegedly berating and swearing at his staff and some other stuff. And there was, there's been a lot of analysis done of that audio clip, some of it by one of my past guests, Mike and, and and others, who've really looked into that and have decided that actually based on everything professionally that they can tell, that that's a fake, like a deep fake audio file. And I, th- I think that was the conversation that we sort of ran across each other, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for bringing this. I expected to, to tell me this about this, the audio of the, the Stormer. So it was a challenging. And in the first place, AI voice detector wasn't really implementing in a mechanism to remove the noise from the audio. So let me tell you the story. The person who generated the AI noise, uh, the, the AI voice of Stormer, added a lot of, he, he knew that AI voice detectors will, will be by, bypassed by background noise. So he, he simply added background noise to the audio and he launched the audio in, in Twitter, etc. And people believe this, and anyone can can tell if the audio was fake or not. And even our AI voice detectors told that the audio was uh, real, but it's fake. And and uh, that's it's because people people uh, uploaded the audio with the background noise. They didn't try to remove first the background noise with another tool and then upload the audio into our tool. So that's why our AI voice detector uh, gave the results that the audio was real. 
after this, after that, like two days before, I have integrated the AI noise remover feature into AI voice detector, and uh, it will basically remove the noise from the audio. And then our tool has been detected that the audio was AI generated. I mean, I guess the 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 real question is to start from the beginning, right? So, how what do we need to look out for? What are what are the telltale signs that this might not actually be what it seems? Yeah, the AI voice generated will be more sophisticated, and our ears are not yet capable of distinguish between uh, AI voice and the human voice. But generally, like without an AI voice, it's difficult. But if we know the personality of the person we're speaking, we can tell if he he can tell these things or not. And based on his personality, his character, his tone of voice, we can tell if the voice, or at least we can suspect about if the voice was generated with an AI voice or not. And... Is there any way that people can protect themselves? Like, is, you know, I mean, I have a podcast. There's other people who do public speaking all the time. Is there some way that we, that we can, can do something that would, is there a way we could maybe use a watermark or something like that to add to our recordings that would maybe, you know, where we could say, well, this is actually us. And then if it doesn't have that, then maybe people could be suspect. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Like, how do we, in a general sense, how do, how do we move forward? How do we how do we sort of fix this? Is there any way to fix it? Yeah. So there is there are two approaches that are like watermark and regulation. We will talk about this later. So for the watermark, you, like you are not the one who is responsible to add watermark into the audio. Like if it's natural, there is no watermark, and if it's AI generator. The platform who generated the AI voice is responsible to integrate a watermark into the 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 audio that has been generated. So, but but with this approach, we can have three main problems and three main main issues. By the way, there are already voice generation platforms who integrated a detector with a watermark integrated. So they can tell, tell if the audio was generated, but only from their their platforms. Like they can tell, ah, this is an audio that was generated by our platforms. So this will bring three main problems. The first one is if I, I heard an audio, I can't really tell if uh, from where the, the audio has been generated, from which platforms has been generated. Like uh, it's hard, like I have to to scan in every platforms and see if it was from here or from here or from here. Yeah, this is a big problem. The second problem is that with advanced techniques, watermarks can be removed from the audio. And the third problem is that not every voice cloning platforms can integrate a watermark in their audio. And some bad people can have their own private voice cloning software and they can share it with others and Their voice clone software is designed only for misuse and scams and misinformation. Yeah, I think that's the worry. That's that's the big worry. I don't think we'll need to. I mean, I've talked about using Eleven Labs, which is a a a voice cloning platform, and and I have an account there, and and I will share some samples of my voice that was cloned. I mean, I gave it an hour and a half 
of you know me talking just on the podcast and 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 having conversations and it created a you know a version of my voice which i don't personally think because i listen to myself editing the podcast all the time so i kind of know what my voice sounds like and it doesn't really sound like me to me and it doesn't sound like me to my wife but i guess if somebody didn't know me very well you know was only a casual listener maybe listened to a podcast once and then I created a an audio file and added some background noise to it, maybe like I was at a show or I was out in public somewhere or something like that. I could totally see how, you know, people might not might not know the difference. Is I don't know and I don't know if you know the answer to this question, but is is Eleven Labs one of those companies that does that that has a watermark for their own content? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so because they only detect their own generated voice. Because uh, if they if they are not implemented a watermark into their their own generation, they they can detect other AI voices. Right. Yeah. And again, I don't think it's companies like that that are gonna. They're not gonna be the problem. And I I think people that use that aren't gonna be the problem. It's gonna be the bad actors. Yeah. It's gonna be. Maybe people who, you know, maybe they're politically motivated or they're financially motivated or, I mean, the big example that everybody uses all the time now is, you know, they can fake your kid's voice and, you know, you you can't take a phone call and, you know, you get some call and it's like my son calling from university saying, hey, I, I need you to send me some money. Can you put it to this account? Which I could see, I don't know, I... I <laughs> I always think that's quite odd because I would treat anything like that with huge suspicion, just naturally anyway. And it just doesn't seem like the kind of thing that would happen. But I think, but but I'm aware of the technology and I'm aware that that happens. I think there are probably a lot of people in the world who are still unaware that that technology exists. And, you know, maybe they're older, maybe they're, maybe they don't, you know, they don't live in technology like I do and like we do. So they wouldn't even know that this technology is out there. And I think, you know, those people could be fooled. I think that even if if we know that there are there are these technologies, like the the skillful some skillful scam, scammer, etc., will create a sense of emergency into the, the call. So by creating the sense of emergency by hearing your your voice and uh, and it depends on the actors. If he creates a high level of emergency, you can trust. You, you can you can't even trust. Uh, you can't even like uh, tell if it's an AI or or your real son. Yeah, no, it's it, it's it's true, and it kind of goes back to, well, top tip for everybody else, and and um, I I probably shouldn't say this out loud in public, but it doesn't matter as much as it did in the past. But you know, we always had a safe word with my son for all sorts of things. So, you know, if, if he was at school and some random person came and wanted to pick him up and said, Oh, your parents said that I was supposed to pick you up from school today. He knew to ask for the password. And if they didn't have the password, he wouldn't go with them. And if somebody came and said, you know, and did that, he, he sort of knew that he needed to go. Not only did he not go with them, but he needed to go find another adult immediately and try and latch onto that adult and say, you know, somebody's trying to take me away kind of thing. And I think, you know, we've just said to him, you know, we will continue to use passwords for, for conversations like that. And, you know, unfortunately 
we're, we're entering a, a period in, in the world where, you know, even with our family, we may have to set up, you know, internal passwords or codes or, or something for, for things to protect ourselves, you know, to protect ourselves from this. And which is fine. And that's fine on a personal level. Where it gets really scary is on a, on a societal level where we can't trust anything that we see or hear. And where do we go from there? I don't know. I mean, I've said before on the podcast, and, and I'm interested to get your thoughts on this. I've said before on the podcast that this is probably the last set of elections that we'll have in the UK and probably the US coming up in uh, the US elections next year. And I think we're going to have some elections uh, probably in the UK next summer as well, that this will probably be the last time that we'll have an election where we'll be able to trust what we see in here. Yeah. I think, you know, three, four more years down the road, I think the, the amount of faked content is going to explode because the technology in, in three years will be so much better than it is now that it will be extremely difficult to, to actually tell whether it's, you know, even if it's video content, it, it's going to be really difficult. I mean, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Yeah. It will be the, the AI voice technologies will be more sophisticated and the, uh, it will be beneficial for for both politicians in the in, uh, in to to promote themselves using AI to promote themselves to different countries to like it will be beneficial for them. But for the bad guys, will will use these AI voices and defects to to manipulate people and to deceive the the information and to make false informations and. Uh, I think that to protect people, that uh, it's about all about regulations. Like uh, most countries have to regulate, and they have to make uh, make regulations for the usage of AI voices and cloned voices for the bad people and put them in jail, etc. In order to scare uh, others. But do you think it's realistic? First of all, I agree with you. I think there needs to be some sort of a basic, the legal framework needs to be updated for the the technology that we have available today. I think the the laws are are quite behind still on that. And I know we've got the AI summit coming up in the UK in the next few weeks, and that'll be one of the big topics of conversation. And I know that the EU is working hard on on regulating AI and, and what can be done. But we also all know that people who are going to do deep fakes and that sort of thing don't care about the regulation to begin with anyway, and they're going to do what they're going to do. There's probably a large part of the population that will assume that governments themselves will be creating disinformation that they then want to spread to their enemies because we all have a long history, long proven history of doing that, the East versus the West and, you know, the U.S. has done it to, you know, sort of the the Russians and, and vice versa. And there's always been this information war going back and forth and propaganda and all that stuff. That's only going to get worse. No one's going to control that. I think that's the, you know, that's the scariest bit that we don't know. We won't know what we're seeing. And even if there's a regulation, it's not going to matter. 
I guess a question that just came into my mind, though, is let's go down the regulation route. If they do create some sort of regulation and they say, right, you know, we've now got some laws to protect against this and blah, blah, blah. And I guess that bleeds into intellectual property, which we can get into in a minute. Is there any practical way, though, that they could enforce that? Yeah, there is uh, a practical way by uh, like uh, making making laws for for some people who use AI voices. Uh, it will be by integrating systems and uh, AI voice detectors because without these detectors, they can't really know if the voice was uh, generated by an AI voice or not. That's the only way. The only way is to collaborate with also with uh, voice cloning platforms. They, uh, the government w- will have to collaborate with voice cloning platforms in order to give them like access to the and watermarks for the voice cloning that they are generating. What about video as well? That the audio that goes with video is that is that something? Do you think that it would be easier? to detect the faked audio in a video stream or do you think it would be easier to detect the fake video bit do you know what i'm asking yeah yeah so i think it's easier to detect a video that has an audio in it so basically you detect just the audio and the video but for now there are not much uh, deep fake videos that are well that are too perfect the, the AI voice are perfect, but the videos are not perfect yet. So uh, if you want to detect if a video was deepfaked or not, you just need to scan the audio and the person who, uh, who is speaking in the audio. Okay. Because I know there's some tools that you can use to translate into different languages. And I know I... <laughs> I'm blanking out on the name of it. I'll add it into the show notes and you may actually remember the name of it. So if you can help me out, but where you can, you can take a video and you can actually say like, it's a video in English and you can give it, I don't know, an Arabic transcript to use and it will actually go through. It will replicate your voice in Arabic and it will also fix the video is it Hey Jen? Yeah, Is that the one that does it? Yeah, hey Jen, yeah. yeah. Got it in the end. There we go. Uh, shout out to Hey Jen. Yeah. So yeah, so it, it, but it will actually fix the mouth shape as well, which is really, really creepy. I mean, it's cool. Yeah. And from a, from a creator perspective, it's really, really interesting because I think we, we talked about, you know, before we, we started recording, we talked about the fact that we might do this show in Arabic as well, because you you have a big Arabic audience yourself. And I think that would be a really cool test of of the tool. Yeah. And so maybe we could actually do it in Hagen and we can, you know, we can show an example of this. And if we do it, I'll definitely put a link to it in the show notes so people can see it and go see the video themselves and see how well it works. But I know I can do it using Eleven Labs. So I could literally take the entire transcript of the show load it into 11 labs and just say that I want it in Arabic. I want it in French. I want it in whatever. And it will actually go and remake the whole episode in my voice in that language, at least to do the audio bit. So it's quite interesting. And it's interesting that you said that it's, I mean, I guess from your perspective, it makes sense, but it's interesting that you said, you know, it's easier to almost to detect the fakes from the audio perspective than using the video perspective, which I think is, is quite interesting. I guess what's your biggest concern about all this? Where where do you see this going? 
the biggest concern is I think that AI voice will probably make a war in the world because uh, like it will some people will create for for popular politicians will create them an AI voice and talk about other countries not only with their citizen citizen etc but with other countries as well so it will make a conflict between countries and no one can tell that the the audio was was real or not for example you can't even trust uh, the the other countries right now without ai voice so with an ai voice you can't trust it either so you can't trust the, the that they claim that it's it's just an ai so if it was made by ai you can trust that you can tell that the other country tell this and you you can have an evidence to like to attack the country for example if i don't know if you have a conflict with uh, another country and you can make an audio and put it in into the other countries and you can tell the other countries that you have uh, an evidence that this country uh, did this to me and did this to me and it's responsible for this and this i will attack i will attack him so this will make a, a war the world yeah i guess there are two major conflicts going on in the world right now where yeah. that could absolutely be used yeah. you know somebody could create a video of any one of those leaders saying anything and then you know start start showing that around and yeah you're absolutely right i, th I think that's a that's potentially a, a a huge concern what's the good side though i don't want to just focus on the negative because i think we all i think everybody's who who deals with ai or who talks about this a lot i think we all understand what the negatives are and and we all know there's a huge risk but i also think there's there's a huge upside to this as well and yeah. i'm interested to know what you think some of the upsides might be so the first thing is for voiceovers and voice actors. So uh, you may think that it will be uh, a danger for voice uh, for AI voice for voice actors and voiceovers, but actually they can save time by just cloning their voice and doing the job while they're sleeping. And but with the regulation, they can like for charge for for example one minute for for their cloned voice in order to be used. But I uh, I think that it is important to make a contract between the the owner of the voice and the person who want to clone the voice. And this contract will contain the prices per minute, the the how 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 the the user plan to use the cloned voice. And also he must share the, the version when he completes the audio he must share it with the the owner of the voice uh, and the owner of the voice he would agree or not to, to share the audio in the other social media in ads etc so this will make a benefit like actually uh, we are uh, working on the new project which is voice clone market well.com where you can sell and buy cloned voices and this is just a part here so this is a, an interesting project though so uh, another upside is that is that I'm talking about the next five to ten years. So in the next five to ten years, popular uh, voice actors and voiceovers, sports commenters, and popular ones will my age or some of them will pass away. 
So I think it will it will like uh, be a new culture which is inherit voice cloning. So their children and their uh, grandchildren can use the can inherit the 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 cloned voice of their passed away uh, grandfather and they can make a living with it. Yeah, this is that's part of the upside that I think. That's a really interesting point. If you could do that, or if people did do that, it could be it could actually be a really interesting way to maybe to bring because. I've always thought, and and I've done this with, with my mom. I've done some recordings with her, telling stories about when she was younger and when she grew up, and that sort of thing. And we've, you know, just done some small videos just on my phone. Nothing, you know, nothing major, but that'll be really good. You know, even just having that little bit of content would be amazing to be able to show grandkids and my grandkids and and anybody you know who who was interested in in who she was as a person and and what she was like. This is takes it to a whole nother level. Because you could do that, you could have her write something. She could do, you know, stories about when she was a kid, sort of an autobiography kind of thing, yeah. or get her to, you know, to tell the stories into a camera or something like that. And then you could actually create an AI around it where you could talk to it and ask, you could ask it questions and it could, you know, take the wealth, the body of data that was provided by her about her life and it could ask questions and it could, could give answers in her voice, which, which would be really creepy and, but interesting at the same time, you know, and, um, you know, you've got even people like J.R.R. Tolkien, you can have, you know, the whole Lord of the Rings read in J.R.R. Tolkien's voice. Cause there are recordings of him around. So you could probably actually hear the whole thing read yeah. by him if you wanted to. So I, I think that there is a, a big downside in this, in this point. So, for example, with the rise of sophisticated AI voice, like and sophisticated face, cloned face. So, if we can uh, clone uh, the voice, and if we can clone the face, also we might uh, clone the habits. We might clone the emotions of people. So, we will have. We won't have the ability to feel bad if someone close to people uh, passed away. So, uh, so if if we have someone passed away, we we won't feel bad because we already have his person uh, on our on our AI, and we can talk to him anytime and anywhere we want, and he can be there forever. Yeah, I'm sure somebody I read an article. Somebody's done that, and they they talked about they did it just in text though, and um, but they could have a conversation with their, you know, with their, with their dad or something. And it was, it, it was quite interesting. Something that came up while we were talking about that and while, while you were talking about that, what about, there's some tools on the market that allow you to edit single words in say a recording, like a podcast recording. If you had an hour long recording, like let's say this recording, and I went back and I said something that I didn't like, or I, you know, wanted to inject a word or to clarify something, I can go in that tool and I can go into the written transcript and I can actually add and change words and it will then go back and edit the audio to match what was said. So I think that's really dangerous because I could go in and actually edit something that you said and it would copy your voice and do that. I guess my question that I probably should have asked this earlier, but I only just thought about it, is would a tool like yours actually be able to find that 
those small edits in a really big file or would it would it basically just analyze it and say yeah this looks this looks real yeah this is a big challenge and we face this challenge with a yes or no audio so we, it's it's similar to, to the one you are talking right now by by changing word in order to detect if an audio was generated by an ai or voice it's at least to be some information between like five or seven seconds, eight seconds. Like in this period of duration, there are a lot of words, a lot of tone, etc. And with this information, we can predict, we can have uh, uh, enough information to predict if the voice was generated by AI. But in a an evidence or in an interview, that that is that the answer where the answers are yes or no. For example, uh, taking a word which is yes, if it's cloned or or real, it's hard to tell if it's an AI or voice or or not. It's the same for for editing a word. Like it's hard, it's very hard to detect uh, just a word. It'll be interesting to see. I I haven't tried the tool myself, so I don't know how well it works. I've only seen the demos of it. You know, and, and anything that they're going to put as a demo online or whatever is going to sound perfect because you know it's marketing and they want it to sound perfect. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know in practice how easy or difficult it might be. I suspect that in the flow of a conversation, where you know we've been having a conversation, say for example, we've been having a conversation for ages, and then I decide I wanted to add a word in or something, maybe the one-off word. I, I'm not sure anybody would pick that up, particularly if they're in a car or you know they're at the gym and they're listening while they're working out or anything, and you know there's a lot of distraction going on anyway. I think that kind of stuff is actually even more dangerous than a whole faked video. Yeah. If if you can just take small snippets of what people say, and like you said you know, just change a yes to a no yeah. or uh, I will, or I won't, yeah. you know, those sorts of things. And, and you could entirely change the meaning of what someone says in such a small, casual way that it's, um, it's quite scary. The, the potential of that. Yeah. I can see that the, the potential is that, for example, in the, uh, an evidence in the course, for example, when interviewing someone in the course, like uh, in the future, they have to ask him to, to give an answer, not with a yes or no, to give an answer, yes, I did this with this with this, not uh, just yes. So with this, we can, yeah. we can hear that, the, we, can, we can scan better the audio. Yeah. And to go back off also to something else now. So talking about the voice actors and that sort of thing, I mean, I know you, you probably will be aware that Spotify came out and said that they're going to enable that on the platform. So you'll be able to actually buy ads read by in, in someone else's voice using AI. Mm-hmm. And, but the way they're approaching that is, is they're approaching that from the standpoint that that person will actually receive a royalty from it and that they have some control obviously over what types of products are advertised and, and in what context and that sort of thing. So that's happening already. I don't think it's been released. They they announced it at the podcast show in London last year, but I haven't seen anything actually where it's been used yet. So that's quite interesting. And I think we'll have to watch this space and see. I think not that anybody ever would, but if somebody, you know, really liked my voice and thought, wow, Dave's voice is amazing, they won't. But if they did, yeah. I would be okay with that. Again, as long as there was a, 
like you said, as long as there was some sort of royalty attached to it and I, you know, it wasn't, it was something that I was okay with and, you know, didn't have major philosophical, you know, differences with or whatever, I think that would be okay. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, where that side of it goes. I normally like to kind of wind up conversations with a few standard questions, but before we do that, is there anything that you think that I missed or that we didn't talk about that you think is really important, or is there something that you really would like to highlight for everybody, you know, around this topic so that everybody's aware? Yeah, so it's just a filter about the short-term period and the long-term period for the usage of AI voices. In the short period, I don't think that most countries will implement regulation in their for the AI voices because most of them are not aware yet of the dangers of the AI voice. So this will bring a lot of problems and a lot of misuse and scams into their countries. And also it will be bad for voice actors and a lot of voice actors and voiceovers will lose their jobs. But I think that after, after a five years, most countries will, will regulate AI and uh, it will be also advanced, but also it will be hard to detect if it was generated by an AI voice or by a human voice. And also, I think that if the AI voices are too perfect and the faces, the cloned faces are too perfect, the social media will be full of uh, cloned accounts and they, they will talk to each other, interaction with each other. And the real people may not be connected or maybe passed away. So the cloned voices will, will, play, will play there forever. But the crucial element is the, the regulation and the ability to detect the, the deepfakes. No, that's, a, that's an excellent point. And I've said before on the podcast that I think that the whole a, this whole generative AI and large language model technology that's come out recently will be eventually will be the death of social media because nobody will be able to trust anything that they see or read. So I think, you know, when Twitter first came out and we had Twitter and we had some of the other platforms as well and Facebook, when it came out in the beginning, it was, you know, people really did connect with each other on it and it was real people talking to each other. And then the scammers came in and then the bots came in and over time, it's just sort of, eroded the confidence that people have. But I think all this AI stuff is will be the nail in the coffin for social media because even now, you know, a lot of the social media platforms, I just don't even use them anymore because I can't I just can't trust any anything that I read. Yeah. And maybe because I'm involved in it on a day-to-day basis, I have a, a lower trust level than than most. But it just none of it seems like genuine content. It's all you know, it seems like it's a lot of AI generated content about, hey, go, you know, listen to my training program or sign up for my training program and learn how to do SEO. Or now it's all about AI. So, you know, sign up to my training program and learn how to do prompt engineering and, you know, five days and and all this stuff. And it's just, even the voices that come through, a lot of them, exactly like you said, you just don't, you know, you don't know if it's actually the real person or not. And I I won't be disappointed if it actually kind of kills off social media. Social media was fun for a while, but I just don't see that it has any kind of serious future unless somebody does something, you know, kind of truly special. 
Right. So, few questions for you. First of all, in your mind, is AI male or female? AI is male. Male. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Any particular reason why you feel it's male? It's uh, it's short. It's just uh, it's direct. And okay. Yeah, but I, I just feel like it's like the name of boys, like John or something like that. When you have your AI assistant, what are you going to name it? Yeah, that's a good. <laughs> <laughs> that always gets people. <laughs> <laughs> My all. Hmm? I can uh, I can call it my everything. That's interesting. I like it. We've got a mail. That's good. Yeah. So the other thing I always like to ask people about is, you know, there's there's several different visions of the future in kind of sci-fi films. So we've had things like, you know, we have the the Star Trek version, which is, you know, it's basically a utopia. Everything's peaceful. We have the complete polar opposite, which is Mad Max, where the world is just completely descended into chaos and it's just, you know, there's no computers at all. There's bare, there's, there's not even phones really. And then there's a whole bunch of stuff in between, you know, there, which is all the, the sort of dystopian kind of cyberpunk type stuff. I think the leaders of the world won't let, let us change like the, like it's not, <laughs> It's not like uh, like that to live in peace every time and uh, let AI do everything. Like uh, first, uh, I was like you all thinking that that uh, AI and etc. will will take us from the hard work and let us make yoga and and travel and etc. But but actually, it will take over the world and maybe it will. It will do something that we we can't do and and maybe kill us <laughs> like uh, not not in a direct way because if I asked you right now if uh, do you trust anything that ChatGPT says like you you are in a point where where everything it says to you you can trust it but uh, in a point in the future if if he he can tell you that. You can do things in order to to kill you. Yeah, that's the worry. That's the worry. Okay, interesting. So let's let's let everybody know where can they go to find your tool, and is it generally available so people can use it and and that sort of thing. So how how does it how does it work? Yeah, it's uh, AI Voice Detector is a website AIVoiceDetector.com. And people just need to sign up and subscribe for a monthly subscription and they can upload an audio file. And in the future, we will integrate a Chrome extension as well as the mobile application that will be integrated in every uh, phone calls, meetings, etc. So basically, we want to be in every mic in order to detect the, the voices. And do you have anything else you'd like to you'd like to let people know about while we're here? Actually, we have talked about a lot of interesting things, but thank you for for having me. No, brilliant. Thanks for coming on. Hopefully, we won't have any tremendous bad news or we won't have any huge um, examples of this blowing up in our face in in the future. But if anything interesting comes up, I might want to 
I might want to call you up again and, and get you back on the podcast and we can we can talk about current events if they happen and stuff like that but it's been amazing thank you very much yeah you've given me a lot to think about actually even more than I had to think about um, to begin with so that's been amazing so yeah thank you very much and um, yeah we'll speak to you soon yeah thank you thank you so much the creatives with AI podcast the spiritual home of creatives curious about AI and its role in their future, future.